and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. And I don't want to talk about oranges anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to go in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we, we talk about game design on this on the show a little bit, right? Every once in a while, that's something we talk about. We try if to we, avoid if it. We, yeah, if we can't avoid it. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Um, yeah. So they have this new, like, future update. It's like... Um, you know, Fall Guys 2049 or something like that. Um, 2077. <laughs> yeah, I played it. And, uh, and it's really good. And they introduce basketball. And basketball, like baseball, is pretty much does- just the U.S. with like uh, maybe one or two other countries outside that play it. The point is, Fall Guys has all these modes where you grab things or kick things or push things back to your side of the board. Yeah. You do this like across like, you know, three, four, five different uh, game types, right? Then they introduce, uh, I mean, right in the beginning, they had a like a soccer game, right? And the soccer game, everybody knows because football is like the world sport. Um, well, recently in this update, they introduce a type of basketball. It's not basketball, but it's kind of like basketball in that there are hoops and you need to put your ball into the opposing team's hoops. How the fuck does a fall guy throw a basketball? This is insane to me. <laughs> uh, so the easiest way I've seen Mindy do it is you just, you're holding the basketball cause you can grab things, right? And they're little, they're like the eggs. So oh. you, you grab a basketball and then you jump and you put yourself through the hoop to get the point because it's a lot easier <laughs> than trying to throw it <laughs> and relying oh, on guys. physics. But the point I'm trying to make here is that apparently nobody knows what basketball is, so much so that Mediatonic has had to tweet out, hey, in basketball, you put your ball in the other team's hoop because Fall Guys has trained people so well to take things and put them on their own side that now people don't know how to play basketball. That's an interesting That's an interesting, that's interesting. little problem. Yeah, and I don't think it's because they don't know basketball. Like, I'm trying to think through... Uh, my experience, like if I didn't know, if I wasn't really paying attention to like what they tell me the rules are. Yeah. Yeah. If I just have played the egg one, take it back to I your get goal. The eggs to my goal. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see this new one. I think maybe I would do that. Even knowing what basketball is now, you know it, what I mean? They're shaped like basketballs, right? They, they, they are like shaped basketballs. like basketballs and the basketball hoops look like basketball hoops. Although there are three on each side. So they're there's presumably on the ground though, right? They're low. Them? Yeah, they're they're like head height, so you and they have these anti gravity and like low gravity zones, so you can jump up through them pretty easily. Okay, yeah, that's fun. It's interesting though. Like, yeah, like Matt it's said, a it's really a, it's, crazy problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they went into this and they're like, it's fucking basketball, and like they told everybody on the team, we're gonna make a basketball mode, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, fucking basketball. We're all this is a Amer- I think it's an American team. Um, and then they just did not like. I can absolutely understand how they could just not realize that <laughs> yeah. the circumstances made it so that you won't know how to play basketball. It's like, suddenly, it's like if you if Rocket League suddenly introduced to capture the flag mode, and everyone's just like <laughs> putting it in the hitting other the flag into the other person. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's you're training to do one thing and then it changes. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because Rocket League has basketball, but it's essentially the same rules as soccer, and it's yeah. the right. same. It's essentially the same course. It's just a raised goal that's vertical yeah. instead of pointing towards the center the other yeah. difference there though is like when you play rocket league you're playing whatever that game mode is for a while right like you're, yeah you're playing right, through a right. whole game and if you if you 
knock one in the wrong direction and you see the score went up for the other team, you go, oh shit, it's, we're doing this new thing. <laughs> but with, <laughs> with fall guys, it's like, you got like five minutes to figure this shit out. And if you screw it up, you screw up completely. And then you might not play that game mode again for, you know, however it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's random, right? So you mm-hmm. might not play yeah. it for hours. I wonder if there's like logic to having it just not go in if it's your own goal, you know? I think this I think is... the fun of Fall Guys though are those screw ups. The only the problem yeah. here is that it's so widespread and it's team based, which means you can fuck people over that now it's a yes. problem. So uh my favorite iPhone game, Brawl Stars, actually has this exact problem where uh they have a soccer mode and everybody knows how to play the soccer mode because like Jeff said, it's it's the world sport apparently. Um but if it gets like you play this game and if it's clear that if somebody feels like they're on a team that sucks and they're just going to lose anyway, they'll go grab the soccer ball and walk it back to their own, their own goal just to like get the game over with so they can go to the next one. And they ended up putting an invisible wall there. So you can't score into your own goal. If the ball Mm. came from you, it won't, it'll bounce off an invisible wall. So there is some precedence there that maybe it's better to, lose out on some of that fun in favor of not ruining everybody else's game <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah it's, that's actually yeah it's pretty interesting and again i it is fun to talk about game design stuff sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there was this really great uh this is sort of a mini reco there was a great uh, did you know gaming episode on breath of the wild and it was cool because they went into a lot of like behind the scenes of how the game was actually constructed uh from the development side they they, they actually did it, they developed it in a new way for Nintendo. Uh, and that's, I think, part of the reason they, they attribute like the game itself being pretty unique because the way they made it was unique. And so uh, this video, I highly recommend it. Go into it, watch it. Uh, there was They set up like an internal message board system that was anonymous because they felt that like uh, they're not getting enough ideas from like people in like lower, you know, employment level like non-directors are are maybe too hesitant to speak up or something like that and so yeah they made this like internal reddit like message board thing where uh you post ideas and they get upvotes and discussions and stuff and it's all anonymous and then like they implement the best ideas and so uh, it was just really really cool development stuff to, to 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 learn about with breath of the wild um my favorite little tidbit is one of the early ideas is uh there's an awesome little cartoon image of this in the thing, which I loved. But when Link goes indoors, interior, like into a house or a shop or something, they wanted his horse to poke his head in through the window and, and hang out. That's <laughs> and, like know what Link was doing. <laughs> and I thought that is like the best idea ever. So hopefully they'll bring that back for the sequel. But um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild, did you know gaming? So anyway. I just love that concept. I think yeah. more, uh, yeah. more studios should do that. It's the little yeah. things that make you immersed in a world that connect you to the world just the you know one of the cool things about monster hunter series is that in your hub town there's always these like tiny little animation touches on the background characters that you could sit and you can like watch their like five six seven minute loop of animations to like see the whole thing but it's so much fun to just be walking around and have just like this little tiny thing happen in the side that makes the place feel alive but is also just kind of fun yeah totally um we uh speaking of little touches uh dan had mentioned sign of the sojourner and how they do lots of little things like that around to make keep the game kind of alive i started playing that and it's quite good um i think that it's only now i've only played it for maybe an hour or something it's only now getting 
pretty meaty. Like the first hour starts, it ramps up kind of slow. There's really no puzzles. Like you're just going through the mechanics of like placing cards down and continuing the conversation. There seemingly was no risk or reward um, at all. Now I'm finally getting into a little bit more complicated areas where I have quote unquote lost a conversation a couple times now where it just ends slightly like we're not on the same page anymore. Um, <laughs> so it was it was cool and uh, I like it. Um, so anyway, just a, a quick shout out to that playing that. Um, what else has been going on? Me and Matt pizza party uh, the pizza party this weekend. This is Mike Birbiglia's pizza party. It's a nowhere comedy club, which Matt has recommended as a reco in previous episodes. Uh, yeah, so it was basically, I love this idea. It was a, It's a Zoom comedy show, like Matt said before. But this one specifically was called Mike Birbiglia's Pizza Party because every joke was about pizza. Every joke was about pizza, and, and you, were, you were encouraged, encouraged to get your local pizza delivered. Yes, not, which not I did. Not that Domino's shit. Yeah, which I did. And, uh, I did too. All, yeah. What'd you, um, where'd you guys order from? Danish, uh, you go first because mine's better. Uh, I know what you're gonna say, Matt, and yours. I don't know. It's, you uh, don't it's know my, I wrote it from. Tur- I ordered from Tortorisi's. I like Tortorisi's cheese. Yeah, good shit. Uh, so I, what I did was I searched the area for pizza places in general, and I looked for the one with the shittiest website, and it, <laughs> ended, it ended up being a pizza place called uh, Dondi's. I think. Uh, I've had Dondi's. Oh my god, their their order yeah. form. It's fantastic. It's it's like so many good options and stuff because Kelsey's vegan, which is makes it very difficult to get pizza sometimes. Uh, yeah. So they had like all the options for like you could get like a four cheese pizza and then click no cheese on it if you wanted to. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised with them. Uh, I, this isn't the pizza podcast, but <laughs> there no, you go. but it was great. I love and you know I haven't eat, eaten pizza in in months and I. It was it was a delight. Oh my god, uh, it was so good. And also, you know what? I like like Matt. You kind of said earlier. I'm just repeating what you said. Is like the idea of the Zoom comedy club like kind of works out pretty well because way better than you'd expect, right? Yeah, the the they it's like honor system. Don't talk. And one time, a guy a guy in my show like accidentally said something with his mic on, <laughs> and but but it was really funny because Birbiglia wouldn't let it go because it was such a bizarre thing to say. It was a, a, a snippet of a conversation. It would all all you heard was, "That's a really good magazine," <laughs> <laughs> and so he just kept going off about it's a really good magazine. But anyway, there was um, a, I, we have our own little. It's funny because you do get these weird little stories where there, there's there's all the typical like there's old people who in the background who are like I don't know how to mute it you know like like shit like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but there was one guy who was. <laughs> Uh, Mike Raviglia put him up on screen and was talking to him because he was like, there, there's an opening act when you watch this show. And it's it's like, I don't know if it's a producer or something who is also a comedian. He'll do like a little five minute uh, set or whatever. And it's, it's usually really good, um, at least yeah. all the times that I've gone. And when Mike Birbiglia gets up on, he goes, he goes, hold on, we gotta, we gotta get this guy Sean or whatever up on screen because I want to talk to him. And then, and they they do like the Zoom split, so there's two screens yeah. now, it's two different people now, and it's this guy from the audience, and he's he's smoking a bowl, and he's he's clearly high out of his freaking mind. <laughs> you know, he's obviously riffing off that and everything. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, he asked. Oh, he he sh- he showed him something that said, uh, "I smoke and I know things," which was a, a Game of Thrones reference. I yeah. drink and I know things. And Michael Wrigley goes, "Would you like to tell us something that you think maybe we don't already know?" 
And he goes, oh. yeah, I'm going to tell you a joke. And he, he completely <laughs> fucks the joke up. And the whole rest of the show was just Mike Raviglia trying to like shoehorn this fucked up joke into all of his jokes. It was <laughs> That's so, so good. great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't know. Like, I've mentioned this podcast in the past, uh, working it out. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, Matt turned me on to this Nowhere Comedy Club thing. And I, I'm glad I watched this. It was awesome. Yeah. Highly recommended. All right, let's move on to our pitches for this week. I, you know what's funny? I keep saying pitches, but we don't one, do pitches anymore. One pitch. We do one pitch. We couldn't We couldn't sustain it. What were we thinking? Yeah. Can we, <laughs> we remember insane. that? Three pitches every episode? Yeah, we the were so hubris, naive. The ego. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we could have gone on three times as long, and now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's true. Speaking of which, Matt, your idea... <laughs> <laughs> it really is too uh so one one day do you guys remember how long ago that was when i said i had a dream idea and i was just gonna write it down and then i we didn't hear anything about it for a long time it was like it half was, a decade ago or something i mean it was a long it must it have was been genuinely november like over a year ago yeah um so i had this idea for a time freeze game i had this dream about a time freeze game um where uh one player is sort of like a like your typical third person action game brawler type um, who also comes with freeze abilities. Um, they must use combos to build up energy and use one. Also, I should say like, this is how this worked out in my dream. We can, we can go crazy with this idea. So if you don't like mm-hmm. any of these ideas, by all means, let's, let's, let's ax them. Um, so they, they built, they use combos to build up energy and use uh, one of a variety of time freeze powers on the enemies that uh, they are attacking. Um, the player, in at least in my version of it, can then switch to another character who is now more of the f- classic first-person shooter, gun-slash-sniper, sharpshooter person. Um, the thing is, they they only do real damage when these guys are in their stasis or frozen mode. So the the sort of core loop would be you run in as the time freeze brute person and you beat the shit out of a bunch of guys. And then maybe you slam down and they're, they're popped up in the air and they're frozen. And now you can zap over to a sniper person and pick all these guys out of the air, kill them. You know, you do extra damage plus headshots, you know, all this stuff starts stacking. Uh, and that is how your, the majority of your damage gets done. That is the, the basic crux of this idea, switching to two very different gameplay types that sort of serve each other. Has there been any, what are examples of games that feature heavy melee action and lots of shooting? And I, and I don't mean third person, like it switches to first person or. Uh, that's I a mean, good question. Opposite, I think that's why this stood out to me as a yeah, legitimate yeah. idea. Um, I, some games, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull the D card here because it's the first one I can think of, but in destiny, there are. Oh yeah. Most encounters, you're going to be with your gun, ADS, you know, first person perspective. But when you pull out your sword, now it's a third person action game with like surprisingly, let's be honest, one combo and well, two combos, one light, one heavy when the heavy just like one attack over and over. But the point is, it actually feels pretty good and it does pull out perspective. I could also point to something like Metroid Prime that kind of inverted this as well, where you would do a lot of platforming as a ball in third person but your main shooting was in first person yeah, yeah but it, imagine yeah. like 
imagine if you really got that devil may cry right. level of you know i like devil may cry has a million weapons in them and each one is like its own fighting style i think that's probably a little too far in that direction but if you have one or two weapons slash fighting styles that you could maybe switch between and it's really about getting these combos down and setting your enemies up for really quick takedowns from the other player uh, I guess the other character we we haven't gotten to it, but it's it's bound to come up whether or not there's a second player or not. Um, I I, I I've, ne- I've definitely never seen that where it's really right. like action character action game and then really first person shooter game working as the same thing together. So what's yeah. what's yeah? Th- there's a lot here that I think is really cool, and I have some ideas. I, Danish, did you have anything else you wanted to say? But I I kind of want to jump in with some some mechanic stuff. Yeah, we can jump in. So um, there's this thing, and, and I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. I talk about Monster Hunter enough as it is. But um, one of the weapons is this hunting horn. And I want to talk about one very specific mechanic with this weapon, which I want to see more games do and I think would be perfect for this because it's so combo heavy, which is when you do combos, the types of attacks you do matter. And at the end of the combo, you hit a new button and you bank what you have and those become buffs. And I'm thinking for something like Whoa. this, it would be yeah, really thing cool. In that game. It's, it's weird. It's, it's really weird and cool. And and they made it easier to use now, where instead of hitting that button to bank it, you actually um, the default mode is anytime you hit a note twice, a note and a specific attack twice, it just automatically banks that buff. But if you do one of each of the three buffs um, during the course of your fighting, then you can bank all three of those into a bigger move. And at the same time, there's a there's a third meter that builds up and you can chain it to that third meter and it's kind of an insane weapon, but it's really cool. That's I I just want to pause for a second. That's such an awesome idea. I never heard of that before. It reminds you of that game triple town for iOS or like, threes is also like it or 2048 like any of those games that just keep stacking so, you just said so many numbers i know they're they're all because they're all clones of each other kind of um uh-huh. triple town's a little triple town's a little different so Wait, what anyway is it? i don't uh, even know what these games are yeah i've never I, I only heard of threes and there's like 2048 or something like that That's yeah threes kind of is threes is the game that kind of started at 2048 ripped off threes and then got more popular because it's an even number <laughs> I honestly think that's true. I, I think it's um, true too. I don't think people are. Oh my god! To... If you don't explain what this fucking game is, I'm going to lose my mind right now. Um, it's a it's the all those all the games I mentioned have the same thing in common where yeah it's like a puzzle game where you're looking top down at a grid and Triple Town everything's like town based like a little bush or a little character or a little raccoon or whatever and if you combine two of them they make a bigger thing. Oh. And then that's sitting there, and you you can slide it around, and then you combine two other things, they make a bigger, and then you combine those things, they make an even bigger thing. Right. And so it's just a constant like reverse tree of combining bigger and bigger things I love together. That. Yeah, Triple Town is an awesome game. I, I highly recommend it. So I was just saying, I wanted to pause and appreciate how fucking cool an idea that is to do Triple Town with combos. That's so, so awesome. So here's how it ties into Matt's game because this freezing ability, I'm kind of taking literally in a way um so imagine you have a group of enemies let's say there are five enemies there's one guy in the middle and there's there's you know four guys surrounding them and they're coming up on you and you gotta you gotta take them down so maybe you do like a simple two hit light combo on each of the four guys right and you you essentially charge them with two charges of your light attack and then the middle guy Maybe you do one light attack and two heavy attacks, and now he's charged with one light, two heavy, and you hit your button, and that's like the ground slam button, and it sends the shockwave and it activates those things you have banked, 
And the two light attack guys, they just freeze in place. But that middle guy that you also got the two heavy attacks on, now he's primed to shatter. So you switch to your other guy, shoot just the middle guy, he explodes, hits the other frozen targets, and now you have a chain reaction. So now that's very, very Destiny. And I think that Destiny might have done this after you stopped playing. But there's... Uh, with the stasis powers? Yeah, so stasis literally has a thing called shatter where... Because Des- Destiny at its core is really about the damage, t- not not about, but the, there's a big emphasis on these damage types you do. And, and before it was uh, Solar, Void, and Arc were your three damage types. And then they added this stasis damage type, which uh, sort of consequently also freezes enemies. So you're doing stasis damage, you freeze them, and then you can then, and then when you kill them, they shatter and they will do another new type of damage called shatter damage, which sort of like you're saying will do these uh, chain reaction uh shatter events which are as every bit uh satisfying as you can imagine watching all your enemies like shatter out from this like one point it's really cool so the the other thing i think would be really sweet is to go the other literal way which is time like freezing time and playing around with time-based combos like let's say you have um three guys coming out of a doorway at you um you could do like a um a shatter combo on that like middle guy but then the two side guys you actually do like a reverse time combo which is maybe like um like kick heavy light or something like that and then you bank it all and those two guys now start moving backwards in time the way they just came out and then when they touch they hit a singularity which explodes in the small radius that just happens to hit the shatter guy who then like explodes further. So, you know, basically what I'm getting at is like using combos to bank specific effects onto the enemies and then chaining all those together with all these different kind of types. I like this sort of idea where if, if I'm almost thinking of it as like, I don't know, like magnetism or reverse magnetism or something along those lines where if you can get two enemies of different, uh, you know, you got two different combos on them. If you can get them to touch, they will create a bigger, larger effect from touching. And uh, time cop s- rules. Time cop. Time cop rules. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but maybe, maybe part of that is you freeze these guys, and the, the, the maybe the the first person shooter can throw a grenade, like a suction grenade, to like pull them all together, and then mm-hmm. that you know that that gives him something to do during all this as well. I'm. I think the. Uh... The banking combo thing is a cool idea. I I don't know if I wanted to drive the different powers because there's so much fun we could do with um, all these powers. And I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think, is that the best way of handling it? Because maybe it's a different layer. Like you freeze them and then the the combo banking system could be what happens after you freeze them or like what happens as on top of the, the time layer, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that's a that's a good point. And, and you, you do run the risk of you're doing this like mental math of like, I don't want to hit that guy more than three times or whatever, but there's somebody right fucking behind him. And now I'm, I'm screwing around with trying not to hit. And that could become really frustrating if it's if it's done in a wrong way. Uh, it might be better to just let the brawler do his thing. Well, and, and I think that's maybe like a systems design thing where you just make sure that no matter what you do to an enemy, like it'll do something. You know, like there's always like a baseline of just like gibberish inputs that'll like sure. freeze them in place or something. So you're never losing, but you might not get the like, you know, triple S devil may cry combo at the end. Okay. Let's. So Matt, you mentioned like multiplayer. That's kind of where my head immediately went is like a co-op game. 
with classes. It, it seems like an obvious choice, but I think it would work. So here's my pitch. One class is the time manipulator where um, you shoot out different things like or like whether it's melee or whether it's like short range or something like you could freeze a guy, you can make a guy kind of like go backwards or go slow motion or whatever. Uh, then you have a, another character who is the shooter, like we just talked about. Um, and what if there's a third character who is this combo guy where he actually can do these moves and bank them and, and add effects to the frozen guy. So it's like a three-way system. One guy freezes, one guy like debuffs them, and the third guy shoots them and they explode. You know? Well, now, what... Okay. I, I'm into it. What if, uh, I guess I'm kind of pulling a little bit out of the It Takes Two book here. What uh-huh. if one person is, is able to add like, the, like basically the, the two brawlers are identical except the effect that they leave on the enemy right. are different in, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, maybe one is, I'm going back to the magnet thing. This is not what we yeah. have to do, but one is positively charged and the other right. person is negatively charged. And, you know, if they're if they're working in the right way, you can pull enemies together and smash them together and cause your shatter to happen that way um mm-hmm. or again using the the shooter person with a with a suction grenade or whatever to pull enemies closer together to try to get these sorts of things to happen because again ta- having somebody who like picks really specific uh effects to go on it's it seems a little too like i don't know i guess slow paced uh to have somebody try what to if, what if we changed it to a little bit more like a dynasty warriors style game where there's like hordes of enemies. Um, we're talking. And, yeah. And then, and then the, it's about crowd management mostly. So for example, uh, here's a couple things to throw out there. Okay. So like I said, there's different types of uh, ways to slow people down. Let's say there's a dash move where you dash through somebody or you dash through like a crowd. So it's like a straight line of enemies that end up getting affected. And then there's another one where you do the ground slam where it's an area of effect. It's a circle around you. And then maybe there's another one where it's kind of like the Ghost of Tsushima combo system where it's like you zip from point to point and you can choose each point. And it's like, oh, it's like Jet Li's the one where like he punches a guy, he goes slow motion. He goes, he runs over, punches the guy, he goes slow motion. So there's all these guys getting popped up in the air in slow motion. So And then your sniper guy is kind of trying to pick these guys out of the air as they're <laughs> yeah, popped yeah. That, That's cool. I like that. Yeah, that keeps um, it more... Uh, it gives more for the shooter to do aside from like, okay, I'm going to wait like three minutes while this guy primes this room and then I'm going to come in and shoot one guy. Yeah, they're both actively acting, working mm-hmm. at the same time. The other thing I like is uh, if we want to start like uh, raising the skill ceiling a little bit, I really like your shape idea too, where, you know, imagine I am shooter guy and my job is to sort of kite enemies around. And if I can get them in a long line and then yeah. get somebody to zip through them and get that straight line. I now have this straight line of headshots that I can that I can oh, fire yeah. through like all of them, and maybe that builds up power with every with every oh, stasis awesome. thing that it goes through. And then maybe there's a gun that's like the reverse of that, where it's like a shock wave, like a like a very wide, uh, not a shotgun, but like a thin wide beam. And then if you are if the if the time guy does the straight line dash and you're perpendicular to him. That's where that gun comes out, because then it's like, it's, yeah, it's the like equivalent the, of the line cutter from Dead Space or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really that's... cool. I, well, well, so okay, we could st- we can go. I, I was initially thinking three, but we can maybe just I think dial I think it back so down to two. Feels better. Yeah. So what if to kind of bring this cooperative um, element uh, together a little bit stronger? What if um, the 
status effects, the banking, is actually a, a cooperative thing between the two players. So what if the sniper, he has the sniper rifle, but he's also got these like tiny rapid fire guns that can um like that he can really quickly swap out like maybe he's got like a ream of like six of these that he can really quickly cycle through um you know hawkeye style and each one of those guns applies a different status effect but it does like chip damage essentially and so he's going around and he's firing at all these different people in the room as the brawler is going up and like setting up these freezes so essentially it's it's, i'm gonna set him up and you're gonna knock him down thing instead of just i'm setting him up and knocking him down and then you're finishing them uh well okay a couple things uh first of all i think our idea initially was still set up a knockdown in my view like yeah definitely one guy freezes them the other guy knocks him down but you you made me think of what if there was a way to do it reverse so like because i think there still might be a problem where player one is always just setting up and player two is always just knocking down that mm-hmm. might be like uh unbalanced there should be a okay, way to go so back t- and forth for sure yeah check this out uh some enemies have time shields you have to disable with the gun. So you have to ping pong back and forth. So the the one enemy or a group of enemies, they have these time shields. The guy's got a gun that like destroys the time shields so that the guy can then freeze them so that the other guy can then finish them off. So it's like a little bit back and forth. I think it would be cool. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I, I want to capture is the back and forth, that, that feeling of like really tight teamwork and choreography. Yeah. I was I was trying to think if there's a way because there's this image that I have in my head and I'm just trying to find a way to shoehorn it into this game where <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining sniper guy f- fires a bullet maybe it's like a, a a time bullet and it and it goes really slow um, yeah and like not really slow like fast enough to be usable and if it if it hits a guy at the exact moment your time freeze person freezes that person the bullet sort of takes on this not quite frozen and I. I I do think we should go not quite frozen because I like the whole like slow motion image in my head. So now you have the bullet going in slow motion through this person who is also in slow motion. (laughs) I just imagine it like ticking damage as it's slowly passing through their body. Um, Stuff like that to set up would be fantastic. Oh, so cool. Yeah, and then that kind of lets the sniper guy set it up and then it's up to the freezer person to... Yeah, because then because they can basically draw lines across the battlefield, across the room, or something, and say like, "This is the line. It's going right to left. Like, set them up as best you can in line here before you freeze them." And then like that bullet that I set off like five minutes ago is gonna just rip them. Um, But I like that idea too of like, if the brawler is you know like setting up these these uh, enemies to be shot with the bullet, and the bullet is you know, being affected by the status effects on the enemies, whether that's like super slow-mo or whatever, like the idea of the bullet changing characteristics or gaining buffs or something as it travels through. So like you might want to, maybe there's a boss room, there's tons of ads and you might want to shoot this bullet across the room, get as many ads in front of it as possible because you're supercharging it so that like if you hit the boss after getting like 15 ads with the bullet, it's going to do like a one hit kill. Insane damage. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's so hard to set up, right? Because right. Right. That's, that's so many enemies. super high level gameplay. What about this? What if, what if the time guy has like this phase move similar to like the way he can dash through enemies? He just stands there and like phases into like, you know, an in between state. And then the gun guy comes behind him and starts shooting through him. And then all the bullets that go through him get are charged phase up bullets? in some yeah, way. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Our phase that's bullets. really cool. That's really good. Guys, I was guys. I, this sounds really fun. This game yeah. sounds fun. Uh, it does sound hard as shit to make, but that's I not. No, not really. Not really, because like basically, what you're doing is creating a bunch of 
it's again kind of going back to the Breath of the Wild. The way that game was made is like create the systems, let the systems interact, and there's your mm-hmm. game. And so it's like same thing here. It's like you have systems you, as long as you make them pretty tight, and then you just experiment with them and reacting and see if like okay, well this is this combo is like way too powerful. Let's tone it down. And yeah, so there's balancing this stuff. But I would bet that some of the ideas that we've set up here are in in actuality maybe way too hard to practically put into the game because it's just never going to happen. Well, so like, yeah, that's, or that's game sort of breaking. part of, yeah, yeah. Game breaking or impossible to do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, I think the dynasty warriors, uh, setting or, or not setting, but I guess genre works for this yeah. because it's about quantity almost as much as it is about quality. And so even if you do something that's super powered, like there's still, you know, 15,000 more enemies on the battlefield to, yeah, yeah. to deal I with. I mean, Without getting into specifics, um, I've been talking, like, hearing a lot of sort of behind the scenes about how combat design works. And it's just, it's so, I love it. I, I it's, it's totally eat it up. Uh, um, uh, one of my coworkers, Jason DeHarris, does awesome um, Twitter, Twitter threads on, on breaking down combat design in other games, like God of War or, like, Sekiro, Sekiro or whatever. And uh, from his perspective, um, he talks through, like, why is this good? What what makes a combo feel powerful? What makes a, a hard hit feel good? And it's just awesome. I, I highly recommend following him and checking out the thread. But um, it's really interesting to talk about all these different facets, like crowd control versus, like, you know, enemies that are only powerful in groups or, you know, mm. things like that. And it's it's just, anyway, it's just an aside. It's, it's really interesting to kind of, like, get in and learn this stuff. And, um it makes me want to do a game like it makes me want to do like a dynasty warriors game. And I, I kind of wrote those games off for a long time. I played them back in the PS2 era when like, look at how many people we can render. And it's like, that was the point of dynasty warriors. And like, there was basically no game there. You're just kind of like hack and slash. And it was fun. Um, I haven't played it since I haven't played the new Zelda dynasty warriors game. Hyrule dynasty Hyrule warriors, warriors. Or, yeah <laughs> whatever it's called they don't, they don't work the too hard of, on the title it's enough it's enough those are the type of games where back when i was in high school i would have loaded up and put on some some papa roach and just <laughs> <torched> <laughs> <it up> like, <laughs> oh my god it's amazing um yeah anyway so yeah this is all awesome stuff so, I, yeah so, I, think I wanted I, to add one more thing yeah. for the brawler because I, I i do want to make sure they have like a lot going on and i was thinking about cyberpunk which i'm also playing through there's this glitch in there that's very similar to the way mortal shell does their stone mechanic where you can freeze at any point in animation and um they had a really similar bug where during the beta you could do an attack and if you froze yourself mid-attack when you had essentially like the weapon phantom active on your sword it would continually do damage and so you could one shot a boss (laughs) by doing an attack and freezing yourself halfway through that attack um they uh, patched Mega that Man. out Mega Mega- Man, the first Mega Man game from 1985 uh if you pause it while your elect elect beam electricity beam goes oh. through it, it continues damage and that's how you one shot every enemy in the game every boss in the game yeah. so there should so be a cyber- way to freeze bullets in midair and create these sort of sorry Jeff yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 that's me that's that's what we're talking about. Basically, um, taking this glitch and using it as a mechanic to charge up physical energy. Like essentially, you know, if if I'm gonna spin it with physics, it would be like you're taking the kinetic energy and you're transferring it into potential energy. Like every frame, it's frozen. Well, and then when it releases, now you've like multiplied that kinetic energy by like you know twenty fold. 
I mean, I, I just want again, this is exactly what Breath of the Wild does. Yeah. Uh, when blink, you freeze blink, a ball. Blink. And right, 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 right. That's stuck true. In everybody's head, right? It's it's very satisfying. <laughs> it's a very it's, good it's a very good noise. I don't yeah. know what it is about <laughs> it. Um, it's the way it sounds like I, a slot machine about to pay out like a bajillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, that increasing. So, I, I mean, that has to be part of this game combat, like where mm-hmm. you freeze someone and maybe there's a type of attack you choose to do that doesn't damage them up front, but then stores up the kinetic energy. And then like after he's done freezing, like, it just blasts him across the battlefield. And now he like ping pongs around and affects a bunch right, of right. people or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. there should... The more I'm thinking about this too is like we've we've been really thinking about f- the freezing mechanic, but if somebody has control over time or whatever, and we can think of it more of more as speed in this case, could you? I'm imagining there's an enemy, like maybe it's a giant bull or something that charges at you, and at first you might want to freeze them so that it's easier to hit them, but if if you hit the bull with something that causes time to speed up, now that bull is moving way faster and maybe you can smash him into a wall to do more damage mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. than you would have. Like, like if we're speeding up time too, now there's some more interesting things that we can start doing. Um, as well as the other thing I was thinking is, uh, I think we've kind of flirted with the idea, but we never really got into it, uh, affecting the timeline of the shooter where... Can you can you slow down the shooter? Are there benefits to slowing down your shooter? Because again, maybe the bullets passing through slower are doing more damage. Or can you speed up the shooter? So now that the sniper rifle, instead of them having a sniper rifle and a machine gun, the sniper rifle sped up is now a machine gun. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, or like a rocket launcher machine gun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like fucking rockets just yeah. Oh my god! Imagine that in a game. Okay, imagine you're playing through this game, and and obviously we're doling out these these abilities bit by bit, right? You're not just gonna yeah. have all this shit immediately. And at one point, you pick up the sniper rifle, and you're like, "Oh, cool sniper rifle! I know how that works." And then you figure out sort of naturally, "Oh, I can speed the sniper rifle up," and now it's fucking crazy, right? But then later in the game, you do get a rocket launcher. And now suddenly you're like, "Oh my god, we have to test all the abilities with this to see how this stuff all works out." So getting one new yeah. weapon is like getting three new weapons. Yes, oh, I love that. It's yeah. my favorite thing ever. Is the the matrix of weapons from Super Metroid? Where yes. you combine the wave beam and the whatever. Yes. And it's like does a different thing altogether. Love it. Very, very good. Oh, shoot a rocket and freeze it in midair and then pull out your sniper rifle and shoot it. And now that does more shit for some reason. Right. I mean, or even just like littering the battlefield with frozen rockets. So they're yeah. like essentially and shooting them mines. with other rockets. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so good. What? So this, fucking this good. This is good. Yeah. Someone should make this. Someone, someone should make this. Um. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I, I kind of want to, Man, like I, I said this before, you know, now that I'm working in uh, a lot more in UE4 and I'm, I'm doing a lot more blueprint stuff, uh, a lot of these ideas feel with it more within reach than they have before for mm-hmm. me personally. And so it's like, maybe we can make this ourselves. Could you do but- like a top down 2D version of this? Like just to simplify matters in some way, you know, like. I'm not. I'm not. Actually, I'm not actually that. asking if you no, can no. do that, but I'm just saying. Like, I think. Yeah. I think no, it I would definitely think it would... work as like a like because it's essentially like a bullet hell, but the bullets are enemies, and you're just weighing lace to them. Yeah, weighing I honestly don't think two D two D would make it any easier. I think like Unreal Four has the three D you That's know true. blueprint uh, template or whatever the third person shooter template sure. and stuff. And I mean, it's yeah. it's all there. It's just a matter of like. In 2D, you don't have to put as much work into animation and art and or not 
art, but like, you know, you're looking at things from a very fixed perspective. Not so art. there's there's less to consider <laughs> is all I'm saying. Oh. Thank no, you. No, I, I, anyway. I hear you. It, it's, it simplifies a lot of things, but like Danish said, I think there's there might be enough in, it's some, like in Unreal, doing a 2D game might in a lot of ways be harder because it's- I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you have, you have stuff like that. the Maximo or Maximo uh, animation packs, which like let you throw whatever you want on the Unreal mannequin. And yeah, there's there's yeah. a lot to play with. Go make games, everybody. Go make games. Yeah, seriously. Uh, awesome. Well, let's uh, move on to recos. Who's got some recos this week? I, I guess I'll do my reco. I don't. I don't go first very often. Um, maybe I do. I don't fucking know. Uh, it, let's I play we, back it the tape. Up, can we? <laughs> yeah, me every single time first. Uh, um, uh, I I started watching Would I Lie to You on YouTube. Um, this I think this it came up. My rec. It was my reco from like. Five months ago, and then oh, more was it recently. really? And then again, again recently, when you were talking about um, well, that wasn't a uh, real record. You, you kind of recoed it to me, and then by extension, the the audience, maybe. right? Yeah, maybe. Am I Danish? Am I stealing your record right now? No, 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 not at all. I, I would, if I did, if it wasn't official, we should re-reco it because it, we should re-reco it. Uh, would I lie to you? Is great. It's uh, it, it's not the same type of show as Taskmaster because it, it's interesting. A lot of people, when I said that I'm into Taskmaster, are like, oh, it sounds a little bit like Would I Lie to You, which is kind of what got me watching it. But the the tone of the show is way different in that it's way easier to put it on in the background and not really worry too much about what's going on if you get distracted or whatever because the entire premise is just uh, two panels of comedians or celebrities or whatever – they tell a story and the other team of comedians or whatever has to figure out or, well, they ask questions and then at the end they decide, was this a lie or was this true? Um, so it's really just people sitting around telling ridiculous stories to each other and it's funny. And if you're listening, it's it's great. And there's no reason to care about who wins because when the episode ends, they go, uh, that team won. And then it's like immediately credits. It doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah. yeah uh, just... Again, another one of those great shows to put on uh, that doesn't matter and doesn't make you think about anything that matters. What was funny about that show too is, um, it's it's two shit. I should have looked their names up, but like, uh, there's a captain on each team, which is always the same for every episode. Uh, they're like the fixtures of the show. They're both amazing. Uh, one of them is David Dave Mitchell. Mitchell and Lee Mack. Yeah, yeah, Lee um, Mack. They are so good at it, yeah. like against like. Off, play off each other so well. Two very different uh, comedy styles that really go together really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another thing I'll say, like it, the so when the, t- the contestant has a lie that they say, uh, it, it it must be like a team of writers that come up with these prompts. It must. And the yeah. prompts sometimes the prompts are very not believable. <laughs> and like like I just remember episode where like Lee Mack will look at it and just like start laughing and like. Are we doing this? Are we really trying to convince the other team that this is true? You know, so that that's, that can happen too. It, it, yeah, it's it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's on YouTube. If, I there's think a, if you didn't there's fun that. psychology that goes into it too. Like if if you really pay attention to episodes and they're trying to figure out if something's a lie, there was one episode that stood out to me where uh, David Mitchell's wife was on his panel as well, and there was a section of the show where all three people on one side have to tell a story, but only one of them is true. So uh, essentially, uh, David Mitchell and his wife both tell stories and there's a third person, but they don't matter in this case. And what the other team does is they ask 
like like his wife tells a story and they ask, "Hey David, do you remember this happening?" <laughs> <laughs> and then amazing. they basically have to act like the other person is is full of bullshit, like acting like your wife is full of bullshit is I don't know, it oh just adds God. this whole new dynamic to it. I haven't seen that one. That's great. Very That's smart. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in a very different vein, um, I also have a comedy I want to recco this this week. This is a show that just uh, popped up on Hulu. It's called Woke. And um, you can tell by the title what you're getting into, but it's a very, uh, I would say, more amusing than funny um, look at um, at life in America right now for people of color. But it stars Lamorne Morris, who's my favorite from New Girl. Um, he plays Winston or uh, a.k.a. Winnie the Bish, a.k.a. Frank Sinatra, a.k.a. Ferguson's dad. <laughs> uh, and um, he's amazing and he needs to be in more stuff. And so I'm just like more than anything, just thrilled to reco a show where he's leading it because uh, it's really, really. Um, he's incredible in uh, Game Night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember where I knew him from. Yes. And he's had other he's like a lot of stuff, small little yeah you know, bits and pieces of, of films or TV where he'll be like, uh, there was, there's one where he's like some corporate executive and he's on screen for like 30 seconds and it's, it's a great 30 seconds. But, um, the show is, uh, is obviously about current events and it does something that I love, which is it, um, augments reality with, uh, imaginary creatures. And in this case, they're blends of puppets, like physical puppets and CG. And it just works so well and it looks so great. And the voice cast they have for these these animated characters is like really phenomenal. So that's awesome. I I think I saw a trailer for this a while ago, and I kind of forgot about it. I'm definitely gonna check this out. Uh, yeah. It sounds really cool. Uh, my reco is the new Bob Odenkirk action movie Nobody, so, which you can now good. rent. Yes, uh, it came out in theaters two weeks ago. It's now on demand. Uh, it's like the premiere demand price for twenty dollars. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's from the writer of John Wick and the director of Hardcore Henry. And you get the movie that you think you're going to get. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, awesome. Although I will say not entirely because the not the, entirely. the tone is different. I was laughing a lot more through this movie than I ever thought I would have. Yeah. Yeah. It is much, much funnier and lighter than uh, John Wick. <laughs> But also and, pretty um, damn violent and horrifying at times. It's also the action is much messier. Yeah. Um, I guess like Joker and, uh, style messier where just, it's more grounded. Uh, it's grounded, uh, but also you don't it like in Joker, you're kind of cringing and like, you're like, Oh man, I don't want to see this happen. And this, it's right. like, he's doing it to real pieces of shit. So you're kind of, I guess Although, it's kind of cathartic. I, I, this is not a, maybe we can take this offline, but like the very first action scene, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, I was wondering like, do these people deserve this? <laughs> that was the that one was a little more ambiguous. Um, uh, but you yeah, find out later that they did. But at the time that it's happening, it you're not yeah, quite exactly. sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, I just this is not well. I guess I won't say anything. It's it, I guess it could see it being construed as a spoiler, so I won't say anything. But um, it's it does things differently than John Wick that I appreciate. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, also, uh, one of the best finale action scenes from a character's perspective full of surprises you know what i'm talking about right of course yeah it's so good it's like the most crowd pleasing (laughs) how frustrating must this be to listen to where we're just like that was (laughs) so cool but we're not gonna say what it was so so i'm I'm gonna be audience surrogate here for a second um i'm 
for me, it's making me more excited. Now I'm getting my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine this afternoon, which means in two weeks, I'm going to be 100% good to go. And so I'm saving this movie for the theater. I want to go in with something I know is going to be amazing. So I'm saving this. And it's not frustrating to hear you say this, but it is, it's now I'm worried about overhyping it. Oh, I think that's possible. That's possible. But it's, it's just, you know, my, uh, I watched it with some couple friends and, our mood at the end of the at the end of the movie was not like John Wick, where it's like, "Wow, that was badass." We were like, "That was very fun." Yes, you know what I mean. Like that's one of the, the most fun movies. God, I think I yeah. like it, it's it's such a weird thing because you say that about every movie, right? Like, ah, it wasn't that yeah. good, but it was fun. But this was fun and good, and yeah. fun yeah. in a, like a really genuine like they know what they're doing. It wasn't accidentally fun. It was just like. Yeah, it's 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 really good. I I just enjoyed the hell out of it. I I don't want to overhype it, but I right. It also it's worth saying like Bob Odenkirk does a fucking great job at the action scenes, way better than I think you would ever expect him to. But yeah, awesome. he's not Keanu Reeves level. I'm not going to give it that much. Like, I don't think anybody is, but he really <laughs> does a good fucking job in this movie. So, so you're saying for a comedy writer. He's a pretty good yeah. action hero. Yeah, if you, <laughs> yeah, the bar's not super high there, and he he crushes it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, very cool. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. You could tweet at us at, at Make This Podcast, and it really helps us out if you give us a reading on iTunes. And if you have any comments, a game idea of your own, or think one of our ideas already exists, email us at Someone Should Make This Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their music at mariachimes.com. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now, now someone should make, make it. Oh, uh, college your bluff. Was that? I think it's pretty good. Did you get it? I think we got okay. it. That is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most meaningless fucking thing. And I'm Matt. Guys, don't have oranges for breakfast. What happens if I have an orange for breakfast? I want to die right now. Huh. I mean, I've had an odd orange here or there for breakfast. (laughs) Here, have you had? Was it a cutie or was it a real orange? Um. Here, both. I like cuties way more than real oranges. They're better. But let me tell my story really quick because this is probably affecting a lot of people throughout this nation and I want them to know that yeah. they're not alone. I haven't had an orange in like 35 years. No, I haven't had an orange that in quite some time. <laughs> uh, and I also have never had one for breakfast. And today I said, look at that huge orange. I'm going to eat it for breakfast. And literally my stomach feels like it's full of acid. Huh. Oh, I'm peaking like fucking crazy. Better peak now than so back bad. in high school. Oh, shit. I had my... Just we should start over. This is early right. enough in the show. Yeah.